welcome to College Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Sprint, the best phones on the best network, a brighter future for all. College Bar and Grill, check out our new location, 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. Behind the Mask, serving the Valley hockey community since 1994. OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products, gets the funk out of your equipment or office. M-Drive, for energy, stamina, recovery. Ice Den Scottsdale, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes, also in Chandler. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in hockey fans in the desert southwest and all of you joining us from all around the world, the country, uh, Canada, wherever you may be, wherever you may be quarantined as we uh, continue on in this uh, pandemic era of uh, the entire world, folks. It's not just the hockey world, although it does affect us greatly. We pray that everybody is doing well out there. Uh, my co-host, Paul Hornstein, is joining me from Long Island. you got Scott Strandy in Scottsdale, Arizona. We have a very special guest tonight, folks, and so thrilled to have Coach Greg Powers at the Arizona State Sun Devils joining us this evening. Uh, Paul, first of all, how are you? Uh, we're doing pretty good, uh, trying to get used to things. I'm not going to lie and say I'm not getting a little stir crazy and uh, <clears throat> trying to uh, balance the uh, need to get out of the house for a little bit and the need to go out. Uh, sometimes I can satisfy that with going out into my backyard, but, uh, sometimes, uh, you know, I get a little bit of a wandering lust thing going and sometimes I'll, I can't deny it. I'll make up an excuse to leave. Uh, I, I hear you. And you know, it's so great to hear your voice because we all watch TV, especially out here in the, in the desert. We see the, uh, the terrible things that are happening in New York and we see the fighting spirit and, you know, you did your own little battle for a couple of weeks and, you know, yeah. we uh, are so thankful that you're feeling better. Uh, it's going to be a great show tonight, Paul. I was hoping that we would be doing excited. this one. I hope we were going to be doing this one from Detroit, Michigan on much better terms and talking about the uh, the Frozen Four. Instead, we're doing it uh, from my home, your home, and uh, inviting Coach in from his home. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of talk about it. You know, I mean, you're right. It is what it is, and, and life goes on, unfortunately, even though we're quarantined. But but we talk about Arizona State hockey, and the first thing that comes to mind is, is the family of environment that they created there and you know we had a chance to visit with uh brinson passion a couple of weeks ago and and the fact that he signed a, a or agreed to terms i should say with the uh san jose sharks and how proud he is but he's more proud of being a sun devil and i think really what this is all about is uh bringing together families and, and seeing all the things that are happening and i'm so thankful for uh, coach powers joining us tonight and for mitch Cheryl for putting it all together and for for everybody to keep us upbeat, you know, it's uh, it's hard when you base yourself and your whole business atmosphere around a sport, and it all of yeah. a sudden disappears quickly. Yeah, um, it uh, it has definitely been a challenge. Uh, I've had several people say to me, "You guys are doing a hockey podcast? There's nothing to talk about." <laughs> and 
and maybe at some point we'll get to that point <laughs> and we'll be scratching our heads trying to figure out what to talk about. Um, I know we focus mostly on ASU hockey here, but uh, there really hasn't been a lack of anything to talk about at this point. I mean, maybe it's just the perception of having nothing else going on. But, uh, for example, I mean, every day you somebody's either signing or transferring uh, in or out of college hockey. So uh, there's always some kind of notes to, to, to look about. Uh, the uh, Alaska goalie, uh, Anton Martinson, who really had a tremendous season up there, is transferring as a grad transfer to Providence. Uh, that's going to make them tough as usual. Uh, Michigan Tech's goalie is, is transferring as a grad transfer to Wisconsin. Uh, all kinds of players are leaving and signing. You got the Hobie Baker Award being given out this week. Uh, so, so far, there hasn't really um, been uh, a lack of things to talk about. Uh, the North Dakota coach and the Cornell coach were named co-winners of the coach of the year. And, you know, hey, just to have Greg Powers mentioned two years in a row in that conversation uh, after only four full years as a D1 program, uh, that's pretty good. And so there's been plenty to talk about. Uh, would we like to be talking about stuff on the ice? Of course we would be. We'd be foolish if we didn't. But that's just not the way it is. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, we'll see, you know, hopefully by September, as we talk about college sports, everything will be back to somewhat normal. Um, I like to think that we will be. Um so, you know, um, plenty to talk about what's happened. Uh, there's plenty of stuff going on with ASU hockey uh, coming into the future. I mean, there's still, like I said, there's plenty to talk about. And uh, so far, knock on wood, you know, it, it'll keep going. Like I said, in August, we might be, oh, my God, what are we going to do now? <laughs> but right now, I doubt we don't it. have to worry about I doubt that. it. And anybody that knows, knows either you or me knows that we will be able to find something to talk about. Uh, last night on our professional hockey show, Seth said, how do you keep coming up with content? And I said, it's, it's pretty easy. I love the sport. I love talking about it. I love bringing attention, especially to the desert Southwest. We had Tom Callahan on last did, night, man? who was a, uh, yeah, it was a great guest to, to bring on and talk pro hockey because he's so deep into it. He knows all the ins and outs about it. So it was great to have him on. Uh, you know, Coach Powers tonight is, is always a great guest because he's so insightful and, and he can keep us on an even keel, but yet always provide some optimism. And there's so many positive things going on with the Arizona State program right now that, sure. you know, I've been on the record as saying that I think this team next year, next season, is going to be the best one yet. Um, uh, just so from what I've seen. to say that. I don't know if they'll say it. <laughs> try to get the coach well, to say it. Uh, right. Well, I can tell you what, uh, I've seen steady improvement from day one with this program, and, and I'm so proud to say that I cover this program because it's, uh, you know, it, it's done the right way, first of all, and second of all is it continues to build. It's what you're trying to do when you do this is not only have uh, great student athletes, and I do emphasize the student because uh, they're still studying, they're still completing their classes, and they're still doing a fantastic job at that, so 
So many good things going on with the program. I think we have coach, so let's uh, take a quick break and let's come back and, and bring in coach Greg Powers just a little bit early because we've got so many things to go on here. So we'll be right back in about two minutes. All right. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located across the street from the iconic A Mountain and Sun Devil Stadium and a quick walk from Wells Fargo Arena, College Bar and Grill is your home for the best local craft beer, delicious creative cocktails, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. College Bar and Grill. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion. Online at You guys hear me okay? All right. We're yeah. back. Uh, Coach Powers, how are you? I'm good. You get this is a fancy uh a fancy process you got going on here with this 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 app. I've never done it before. It's uh I've been on a lot of podcasts, but you guys you guys are getting all high tech on me in this quarantine. Well, well uh, you listen, figured coach. it out you figured it out quickly, coach. I tried. Hey, hey coach, <laughs> listen, we gotta use those Cronkite degrees for something, right? Yeah, God knows I haven't until, until right now. <laughs> okay, Coach, for, first and foremost, I do want to uh, to just ask how everything's going for your family, the team, everybody healthy, everybody doing okay. Yeah, every, everything's good. Um, you know, it, it's uh, it's like you guys were saying. You know, I caught the, the, the last piece of, of your first segment there. It, it's it's interesting times. There's no doubt about it. But but uh, you know the silver lining in all of it is is it's forcing everybody to kind of take a step back and appreciate uh, what's most important. And and sometimes that's that's not sports. And sometimes that's not work. And sometimes that's just you know getting to know your family a little bit better and spending time with them. No, I told Paul as we started, Coach, that uh, I thought we'd be doing this show from Detroit. We had plans of being at the Frozen Four, whether the Sun Devils were there or not, and. And, uh, you know, everything kind of came to a screeching halt so quickly about a month ago, a little more than a month ago. And I'm sure it was the same for you guys. But just tell us a little bit about what your first thoughts were when uh, when you heard that there was going to be no more season extensively. Yeah, you know, we, we I mean, just before that, I mean, we didn't know. We, we, we could feel it. We could feel it coming. You know what I mean? Like it, it was, right. unfortunately, it was one of those things where, um, personally I could feel it and, um, and, and Mike and Alex, you know, we, we would go into the coaches room that entire week and I'd be like, guys, like, I, I, I don't, I don't like this. Like in there, just like, shut up. Like, no, no, you know? And, 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 I'll, and I'm, I'm usually the optimist of the three and, and, um, you know, and, and we didn't really discuss it much with the guys cause we wanted them to just stay, stay focused and, continue to work hard and, and, and man, we like, you know, the Wisconsin series did not go the way we wanted it, obviously, but it was, it was a different feel. It really was. It was such a different feel. It was a confident, healthy, unbelievable feel in the locker room. The practices were crisp. They were, they were as good as they've been all season. The guys were focused. Um, and so we didn't want to mess that up. And, 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 and then that last day, 
um, you know, when the NBA player got it, I, I just knew, you know, ASU hadn't really communicated too much with us at that point, but I, I just, I just knew, you know, and, and, and nothing was, was official. Um, but, but I said, guys, I, I got to go in. I can't, I can't blow smoke up our guys' asses. Like, like we, we got to go in and, and tell them the truth and, and, and very likely where this is heading. And, and, and we were right, you know, so we went in and, 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 and talked and, and got a little bit of closure and, and said, look, you know, hopefully we can come back here tomorrow and continue to practice. But today let's just go out and play and have fun. And, and you guys pick two teams and, and, and go out and treat this like it might be your last day and have as much fun as you can. Um, and they did. And, and that was it. That was the last that, that, that I was able to see our guys um, because the very next day it, it all got shut down and, and ASU, to their credit, has been really proactive and, and, and way ahead of where I think most most of the state was until, you know, the, 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 the shutdown, the state mandatory, you know, wide shutdown happened. Um, ASU had us virtual pretty much right away. Um, you know, we were proactive with getting as many kids home as soon as they went to online for the semester as we could. There's a handful here still left, but not many. So, um, you know, it, it was it was about 10 days of, of – you know, um, being a, a, I guess, a surrogate parent, so to speak, which you are pretty much all year, but just making sure guys had what they needed, understood that, that uh, you know, what was going on and what was going to be required of them. And, and, uh, and you know, it, it, it's, it's crazy. I mean, you know, not to ramble, but, like, right. it, it, it's happened so fast, you know, like, it, 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 but it seems – that day seems like it's literally a year ago, and it was less than a month ago. <laughs> yeah. How hard was it to tell those five guys, those five guys, that they were never going to put the uniform on again? Um, you know, it, it wasn't easy. Um, I mean, if there's, you know, everybody has it. Everybody has the same issue, right? Every right. every senior class, um, you know, feels the way those guys felt. You know, with us, we're biased and. And for everything that, that, that especially the four of them did for our program and building it, um, you hate to see them not end it on their own terms. But, um, you know, it, 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 you know it's, it's, we've communicated a ton. Um, I've talked to all of them uh, a ton, and uh, they're all doing fine. They're all doing fine. Like, it, it was from the, the, the get-go of this, it, you know, it just had that feel that, that the message had to be, you know, it sucks. We're not playing. Like we're all disappointed. We worked hard. We get that, but th- this is not a real world problem. You know, and 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 we were right. You know, it it, it we're all play again. Even those five kids will play again, even if it's men's yeah. league or if it's whatever. You know, um, but uh, you know, there, there's there's bigger issues at at, at hand to to be uh, to be focused on right now. Coach, you know, a uh, couple things that I really commend you for, and you know I have uh, the utmost respect for you, but I thought uh, your statement during Brinson's uh, press conference about uh, the fact that when you win that national championship, and we all believe it's going to happen sooner rather than later, like you said, that they will be a part of it and they will get rings. I thought that was very classy on your part. Secondly is I give you a lot of credit for – the fact that you're keeping things light, both you and uh, your senior to be Johnny Walker with the haircut thing and, and all that stuff. I think it just lightens the mood and kind of, kind of lets everybody see the human side, which, you know, from the media end of it is really kind of cool. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, the rings thing goes without saying. I mean, it's the least we can do for those kids, and and, and it's it's just it's just you know, you know, you care about you care about your players as as humans as a coach. You know, a lot of people don't see that and, and don't get that, but you know, the, the it's tough. It's tough for them to, to it's a tough pill for those kids to swallow. They wanted to go. They truly believed we we could beat anybody this year. Last year. We thought we'd go. We thought we'd go and be Quinnipiac, you know. But but we didn't know what we were getting into. We had never been there. We had never been through it. We'd never been through the process of, you know, how the NCAA tournament works and and all that stuff. We knew what we were getting into, and and it didn't matter who we played. We 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 truly believed we were going to win, um, and that was genuine. And and so so to take that away from them, um, you know, I think that's the least we could do. I know that they're all incredibly appreciative and. And they don't have a doubt in their minds that we will win a national championship, and it's going to be sooner than later. Um, and when we do, they're going to be a, they're going to be just as big of a part of it as they would have if, if they were on the ice. Well, this is this is uh, what I've noticed over the couple of years, um, especially since uh, you know we've gotten to talk once in a while. Is I know how important those foundation people are to you, uh, and that goes back to the club days where you know you're always talking those guys up and you're always talking about these the, the seniors from this year and these guys so i you know it, it's if anybody thinks it's an act that's just not true no it's 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 not you know um the alumni game was going to be incredible because we had you know i, I tell everybody all the time I, I still had three players on that that national championship team that i truly believe in, in their peak in shape um, could play for my team right now, you know, and Colin Heckel, Kale Delinsky, and Danny McAuliffe, and that uh, they are all going to play. So I was really excited, and I told them, I said, hey, guys, don't let me down. I told all these people and their <laughs> coaches and our players how good you are. You better be going. I'm going to be oh, on well. the bench, and, I, and I'm going to be whipping you, and you better be going. You better come in shape. And <laughs> and uh, so, you know, maybe we'll do it next year. I, I think I hope were, so. I think they were excited, uh, obviously, to, to, to get the invite and, and to come down. Kale and, and Hex both still live in Canada, so they, they had their flights booked and everything. And um, But I think there was a sense of relief <laughs> as soon as it got canceled as well. <laughs> uh, I, I bet there was a bigger sense of relief from uh, your uh, goaltender for the alumni team and Eddie Lack. He, uh, he was a little nervous, I think. You know, Eddie got on the ice with the guys <laughs> that last day that, that they oh, went out and had fun, and he he was rotten. I mean, he was rotten. He looked like a bad. He looked like a bad mentally goalie. So he, he would. I, I was coaching the alumni team. He, he literally would have been. He would have been pulled within five minutes. Did you have your pads with you, Coach? No, no, God. No. <laughs> Well, Coach, you, you know that at the end of every year, I like to sit down with you and do a uh, State of the Sun Devils, and, and, and I like to go back and look at it. So that's what I've done over the last couple of days is gone back and looked over the last few years, and I look way back to the, the first day I think you and I met uh, before you even had a team, and I was sitting in your uh, office on your couch, and I was going like, how are you going to build this team? And you told me yada, 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 how you were going to do it. And then every year I look, and, and when people ask me, how good is Arizona State hockey, I say, you haven't seen the best yet, and I truly believe that. So as we just take a quick look back at this season, tell me how much your guys have improved um, 
just in the course of the season, from, from when you guys actually went to China in July, how much did they improve for you? Exponentially. I mean, it, it's, that's the thing with college hockey. I mean, when you bring in a class of new players that have never played with, with your current players, they, all, they always look great in practice. Everybody's thumping their chest in the first month of the season when they see their team's practice and, wow, this, this team's going to be good. And it, it's, that's, that's why we do what we do. We, we believe in, in our body of work. And, and until it's put into play, you never know. And there's always that weird feeling in that first game where you see the guys in your actual uniforms for the first time as a team with the freshmen that come in. And we, we were able to feel that in China. And the first couple of games, you're just like, ugh, you know, like, man, maybe we're not as good as I thought we were, you know. And 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 and, and then it started to click, you know. By that championship game, we were buzzing, and, and we found some good combos that we liked, mainly Sanchez and Walker, you know. I mean, we didn't have them together the first three games in China, and then, then I called them into my room. I said, I, I don't like what I see. We're going to mix it up. Let's see if this works. Um, and those two were at each other's throats that entire month. So that, you know, it was, it was, it was, and, uh, really? so they, because Johnny's usually really shy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it was, it was a long few weeks prior to China with those two. And, and then, and, uh, and you almost just forced them to, to come together and, and man, did they have some natural chemistry and, and now they're best friends. Imagine that. So, um, so, you know, it, 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 that, that was the benefit of China and, 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 uh, and boy, we really thought that that was going to, uh, propel us into an unbelievable opening weekend. And what happens? We lose to the 60th ranked team in the pairwise, no offense to Mercyhurst, but we lost. Right. So, um, so, so you, you, it's, it's just goes to show you how good college hockey is. Literally no game is given. And, and, and that to me, in our four full years of being an NCAA team, that might be the only game where we're where generally, you know, we, we're absolutely supposed to win that we did. We've been very good at winning the games that we should win. And, that, and that's why we're in the position we're in today, I think. Right. Well, you know, it's funny because the, the last six weeks of the season, uh, you went into a lot of games where it was win the third period, win a game. And then I kind of looked back over the whole season. You guys had that a lot. You guys oh, had yeah. a lot of games where the, you guys had to win the third period to win the game, and you did it more often than you didn't. We did. It, it was it was frustrating leading into that stretch where we we kind of went on a on a roll there in the back half because we we would win Friday. We've always been a great Saturday team. Then we'd have a, a an opportunity to sweep Saturday, tied going into the third period, and we we didn't pull it off. Where you know Vermont. Um, we're up on Denver going into the third for a sweep. Um, we tied Vermont. We're up on Michigan Tech going into the third for a sweep, and yeah. we ended up uh, not winning. And there's a couple other in there as well. And so um, it got to a point where we, we had to start getting sweeps if we were going to give ourselves a chance, and, and we did. It, it, those guys, they really pulled together. We, I'm convinced we, we had a better team this year than we did last year. Well, and it's no secret, like I said before, I think your team next year is going to be better yet just because what I see on paper. And, you know, I, I, when I talk to your players and I talk to uh, James Sanchez and Willie Neerham just for two of them, and I said, man, I don't know that I've seen two guys come into a program and take to the program like they've been there for three years. 
And to have those two coming back along with the leadership of Johnny Walker and, and uh, you know, I, I mean, I go on and on and on with the, the guys you got coming back, but I'm not even talking about your incoming freshman class. I'm just talking about this junior class that will be your seniors next year. How excited are you about that? It's, it's finally where it should be, where, where we have by far our, from top to bottom, our most talented freshman group coming in. But those, those guys, are none of them are guaranteed anything. They're going to have to earn everything they get, and it's going to be hard. And, and that's how it should be. That's when you know your roster is built the way you want it built. Is 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 when you look at you know because every day I've plus I got plenty of time on my hands right now, um, <laughs> you know you look at you look at you know lineups and combinations and and, and whatnot, um, and and you just don't instinctively go all right this freshman is going to go in the top six no matter what like it's it's not going to happen you know so um, because we just have so much coming back and 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 then when you tack on to the uh, the freshman class, the the the, the Chris Grando, who who is, and you got like this kid can play. Like he he's he is he is he's our kind of player. He 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 brings everything to the table. He he does not have an off switch, um, and and the speed and the tenacity, and he just hunts pucks. Um, it, he was voted best practice player by his teammates this year. That's how good he was in practice for us every day, and. So you, when you got him coming in, who's just chomping up a bit to get back after it after a year off. And then obviously the kid that we picked up out of Wisconsin is one hell of a player. This kid is going to instantly become a fan favorite. Sean Doogie he led them in scoring his sophomore year. He battled injuries all year this year and wanted a fresh start. And um, he's, he's going to be really good for us. So um, when you tack those two on with the four tremendously talented freshmen that we have coming in, it is going to be a battle getting in that lineup, and that's what you want as a coach. Well, I want to ask about those guys coming in, but uh, just really quickly, uh, a question about, you know, do we take one more look here at the season that just ended? And by the way, anybody that thinks back-to-back 20-game win seasons is something to sneeze at, hasn't really been paying attention, um, would, had the situation occurred, if it was necessary, would Demetrius have come back for a tournament game? And if something happened that Justin had to play in a tournament game, would they have been healthy enough to do that? Yes, both would have been healthy enough. Obviously, Justin, Justin, with all the time that he missed, he he would have been he would have been healthy enough. Um, but but with lobbying for a medical redshirt, which I think we're going to get right. for him. Um, it wouldn't have been an issue. Demetrius absolutely would have been back and in, in, in the lineup. And, um, you know, he, 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 he was looking really, really good in practice. I think that time off having him watch and the work that we were able to put in with him mentally and, and who to watch and habits and little stuff that, that him as a young player, um, you know, when he struggles has struggled with, he really started to get, um, I, I think he's going to have a breakout year next year. He, he's so talented. He's so just, he, he, he works so hard. He's such a great kid. Uh, he's going to be really good for us. He's like really, really good. And so he was going to definitely be back and, and, uh, we, we were, we were reared up, ready to go. We were completely healthy. Well, it's funny because, because he's been hurt. Uh, when, when people start talking about next year and I'm just as guilty of this as anything else, he doesn't even get mentioned. Yeah, that's when you know you're deep, and we're deep. Like, we're deep up. 
where I mean, our decor, like having Manny get, you know, Manny could have signed, and he, 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 you know, right. he, he, um, he was close. He was close with a few teams, and and we met um, before the the shutdown. Uh, I went back down there, and 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 we met face to face for a couple of hours and weighed out the pros and cons. And um, I'm never going to get in a kid's way for for signing an NHL contract. We're going to, oh, of course, not. do always do what's best for the kid. And 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 um, after that meeting, him and his family made the decision to come back. And um, and with him back, man, our our decor stacked as well, you know. So, um, but yeah, it's a good point. I mean, you know, when you know, you talk about all the talent that we have coming back up front, you know, with, 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 you know, Sanchez and Walker and near who had 15 goals, PJ Morocco had 13 yeah. goals, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's exciting. It really is. And, and, and people have not even seen close to the potential of what Demetrius Kumanzis is going to become. Like I, I have no doubt in my mind, the impact that he's going to make um, by the time he's gone here is, is going to be astronomical. He's that talented, you know, and you see it, you see it in stretches, right. And, and right. Um, now it's just time for that to come consistently. And I have no doubt that it will. We put in a lot of work with the kid and in his defense, the jump that he made, I mean, he was playing against 15 year olds and then snapped his finger and he's playing against 24 year olds. He came in as a true freshman out of high school hockey. Um, we were at a point in our program where we're, we felt like he was good enough to, to make an impact, and, and he did. He stepped into, a, a as a true freshman, a tournament team, and, and he made an impact as a true freshman, scored 20 points, and then this year he got hurt. So um, he's, a, he's a hell of a player. So, so we, we look for big things out of him next year. You know, Coach, you, you mentioned a little bit about Chris Grando, and I'm fortunate enough to be there every Tuesday to see him in practice, and I had a chance to visit with him. One of my last, if not my last interview, I think, uh, with our Pitchfork profile, and what a great kid he is. I know my co-host would like to claim him because they're both from Long Island and, and Paul would like to say he learned everything from him, but, uh, uh, he probably, you know, <laughs> but the excitement that Chris Grando is going to bring, I mean, how difficult, and you and I have talked about this in the past, but just tell people out there how difficult it is to be a red shirt. Um, Mr. Lemieux did it right. And, and he was yep. great at it. You've seen other guys do that. How difficult is that for a student that wants to get out there and play and can't? It's not easy, you know, I mean, to, to wake up every day and have to go through the rigor of, of, of workout, rink, practice, no light at the end of the tunnel for, for at least a year. It's, it's hard. Um, and, and this kid took it to an entirely different level. Um, he treated every practice like it was a game and, and pushed the guys and made them better. I can't tell you how many times during the year I had somebody skate up to me, a player, and go, God, I wish Grando could play, you know, and, and, uh, and trust me, I, I, I thought that all the time. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, 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 he's, he's just my kind of player. Like, he just, he just, you know, this is a kid that was rookie of the year at Boston College. You guys know the talent on that team, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. um, you know, so he, he's good. Like, he's, he, he just works. He works and he's fast and 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 there's literally no off switch with the kids. So uh, couldn't be more excited to throw him into the fold. And what what can because most of us haven't really seen Sean Doogie play. Uh, I'm sure some of us have, but you know, obviously focusing on usually who ASU plays and trying to keep up with that. 
Uh, what? First of all, I, I assume by the way you're speaking that uh, you expect him to be eligible to play this year. And if he does, what can we expect to see out of him? I, I do expect him to be eligible. Um, and he, he's just a kid that's going to go. He's instantly going to be in our top six. He's 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 going to be one of the most fun kids to watch that you, that, that we've ever had. Um, is, is lightning fast. He's five foot three. Like he's he's tiny. Um, right. And and, he, and, he, and there's no fear whatsoever. He'll go into a corner and and go toe to toe with with anybody of any size and any stature. And, um, and and he can just score. He's just got a knack for the net. Um, he can make plays. He's as dynamic as it gets. He's the prototypical dynamic, playmaking, skilled college hockey player. You know and, and um, you know Wisconsin is an incredibly talented team and. He battled injury. He battled injury all year, and and um, you know they they were really talented two years ago, and he led him in scoring when he was healthy. So that's how good he is. Um, he 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 just wanted a fresh slate, you know, and 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 we hit it off right away. Um, he was not looking for bells and whistles. He was looking for culture. He was looking for um, basically everything that we stand for and everything that we are, you know. And and I think he was in the. It was funny how he happened. Like it was right at the start of the, the, the quarantine and I, I hadn't logged into the transfer portal in since August. It's it's not something I <laughs> like I, I I had no reason to do it. And so I, I I texted my my compliance guy and and I said, Hey, how do I get into this thing? And he told me not to get into it. And and I see Sean Doogie and I'm like, You gotta be kidding me. And no, so I, I I actually called Field and I'm like, hey, you never believe in the transfer Sean Doogie's in the transfer portal. <laughs> He's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, oh my god! So, so I, I naturally, I, I called him right away, and, um, and we hit it off. You know, I think Sean, Sean had over 30 offers in 48 hours. Um, wow! And uh, and it, it was down to us, and and literally the big boys. Um, and uh, and he's he's going to be a Sun Devil. So we're we're excited about him. He, he's he's like I said, he, he will instantly become a fan favorite. There's no doubt. You know, people people have told me, Coach, that when you watch him play, he's five foot three, but he plays like he's seven foot three. He's just like you said, literally fearless. And and to bring a scoring touch, I know that's one thing that you've been you've been working on for the last couple of years is to to get more scoring. Last year, you had a lot of good scores, and to add a caliber talent like him, it just makes everything better, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, I think we're going to be built, you know, not necessarily with the top six, but with the top nine. You know, and 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 we're gonna have three lines that can really score next year, and 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 that's lethal. Um, and uh, they should be very well balanced with defensively responsible guys on it, on every line, and 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 a fourth line full of veterans that 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 know the role and um, and that can be trusted defensively. So we, we love how we're built. We really do, um, in every way from the net out. You know, well, I wanted to, uh, you, Paul. Let me. Let me throw in one quick no, thing ahead, here to follow go up. Go ahead. Okay. We talked about offense, but I know you being an old goaltender, goaltending is where it's at. And and you told me very early last season, maybe even in July or June or whenever you and I sat down, you said, I'm not worried about our goaltending. Well, now you're adding a kid like Cole Brady. Uh, just how good is Arizona State Sun Devil goaltending going to be next year? It's it's I think what's going to happen, um, at least what I hope will happen, is that 
that with Cole coming in, you know, because Justin really didn't get a chance to really showcase himself. He's a very talented kid. He's undersized, but he's, he's, he's really good practice. His flash of, 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 of what he got to show at Mankato in that third period was really impressive. Um, but with Cole, what Cole will bring, um, I mean, he's an imposing guy in that. He's, he's, he's more, he's closer to six, six than he is six, five. Um, and, and he's really good. He's really good. He's going to make Evan better. Just like Evan made Joey Decord better. And, and last year, Evan had the net as a first year starter. Um, and, and he knew it was his, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't, uh, a ton of debate, you know, from really day one, you know, other than him and his dog chewing up his passport and not going to China. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, you know, he, he, it was his net. It was his net. Everybody knew it. Um, where we, you know, and, and Joey had that his first, you know, two years, you know, he didn't have somebody really every single day that, that, that he had to look down at the other end and go, Whoa, this kid can play. Like I better bring it every day. And, and that's what Evan did for Joey. Yeah, Evan was voted our best practice player by his teammates the year that, you know, Joey's last year. That's how good he was in practice. So I knew what we were, I knew what we had with him. I knew what we were going to get. Um, and, and I think that's what Cole's going to do for Evan next year is he's, he's, he's going to make it. So Evan shows up to the rink every day, knowing he can't take a day off and he's just going to get that much better for it. And Cole's going to push him. All right. As long as we're going to the, from the net out, uh, the one defenseman you have coming in, uh, Carson Kosa, but, uh, you got a lot of guys coming back to play defense, um, what's his chances of pushing into that top six? I'd say they're pretty good. He, um, when you see the kid play, you'll, you'll, you'll know why he's, he's big. He can skate. Um, you know, he, he, he's, he's like a mixture of Gorley and, and Vito Jansen. He can skate like Vito and, and, and he, and he's kind of big and imposing and physical, like, like Jared. And, and he's probably got a little bit more of an offensive skill set. So he, he brings a, a lot of good things to the table. Um, and he'll push. He'll, he'll, he'll push for playing time. It's going to be crowded back there because of, of the tremendous talent that we do have coming back. But, um, you know, when, when you have a, a Jacob Wilson, who's a senior, and a Josh Maniscalco, who, who might be the best defenseman in college hockey next year, and then obviously our, our two freshmen from last year are, are just lights out and Senek and Judson. So it's it's a stacked unit, and uh, but Carson's going to add a lot, a lot of really good things to it. No, and correct me if I'm wrong on this one, Coach, but Carson is one of your guys that that wanted to be a Sun Devil for a long time, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he 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 grew up in Phoenix. Um, you know, he, he's his actually his dad is very good friends with Alex Hicks and, and his dad's just a tremendous family. And, um, he was, uh, he was a Moorhead spud and, uh, went to the, the, I think he went to the final four in, in Minnesota state high school hockey his senior year. And, um, he had some options. He, he's a great player and he, all he wanted to do was come back home and be a Sun Devil. And, and, and we're thrilled that he, that he, that he chose to do that and, and stayed true to his commitment and, he really, he probably could have come in last year. We just, the numbers just didn't allow it. And we asked him to play another year and he had a great year in Penticton. He did exactly what he needed to do. And, and I think he's going to be better off for it. All right. Well, you also have loads of guys coming in 
that are big time prospects up front. And as as you've already discussed with us, you know, you've got five or seven top scorers coming back and a lot of forwards uh, that were very productive last year. Uh, and you have uh, two kids uh, very highly ranked in Ryan O'Reilly and Mike Mancinelli coming in. Uh, what are you expecting to see out of them early? Obviously, they, they're, their talent is rated pretty high, but we haven't seen these guys play, and you have. So um, wh- where do you see those guys making a big push coming into camp whenever you guys start next year? I, I think I think with – like any freshman, I mean, all all these kids are incredibly talented. They're they're gonna. I think they're gonna be able to produce and and do what they need to do from the offensive side of the puck. It's gonna be from day one, really getting them to buy into what they need to do defensively to to be in the role that they need to be in and get the ice time that they want. Um, you know, and and they're gonna have to prove that in practice and in the preseason scrimmages and in film, and then obviously throughout the first month of the season, but. Um, you know, Ryan's a big, he's a big goal scoring, you know, right shot power, power forward. He, he, he can make plays. He, he is really good. He, we haven't had a kid with his raw skill set here yet. He's that talented. So, um, you know, and then Mancinelli, um, he, he, he has, he was over 70% on faceoffs this year, you know? So he, he, He's a right shot center. He's a true centerman. He's a good two way guy. He's defensively responsible. He's got good habits, um, you know. And he was on pace to get you know forty five, fifty points. Generally, when you can score, you know, over forty points in the USHL, you can almost always translate to college hockey. So, all four of them were over forty, and three of them are going to be over fifty if they finish their season. Um, you know, Matthew Copperud is is he's a left handed Johnny Walker. Um, you know, he, he's, he's just not afraid. He, he'll go to the dirty areas. Um, he loves the score, loves the score. And, and, and I think he's going to have a huge impact. And then Benji Eckerly is, um, he's as close to an Anthony Croston as we've had. He, he skates like the wind, incredibly defensively responsible. Um, and, and he, he, he had, he, he's developed an offensive game. He was another kid that was going to get over 40 points in that league. So they're all four really, really good. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're, 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 we're loaded up there. So, all right. I know we could probably keep you around forever, coach, but I'll, uh, I'll give you a, a couple of an opportunity or an opportunity here to talk about the things off the ice. Cause you told me, uh, it's going to be an incredibly busy summer. I know you didn't expect quarantine, but uh, there's still a lot of good things going on with that uh, that new uh, building coming our way rather soon, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's uh, it's exciting. Obviously, um, I think you guys can research and dig exactly where it's at. Um, you know, I'm I'm still not in a position where I can speak too freely about it, but right. um, but you you can. You can you got enough out there where you can you can gather the information that you need to gather, and it's going to be an incredibly exciting off season for us um, with regards to that, and and it's going to answer I think everybody's you know the only really question mark left that people had about our program was where were we going to play long term, and was ASU going to get this done? And the answer to that is absolutely yes. Oh. All right, Paul, close it up with Coach. Let him uh, let just, him take uh, you on one on one. Listen, I have. Uh, <clears throat> I was watching the video that uh, 
you guys put out and uh, you were showing off your, your new do there. Uh, and I noticed at the end of the video, Coach, that uh, your girls were taking some shots. Are you going to put them on as assistant coaches this year, shooting coaches? Because it didn't look like they missed too much. No, my, my, my daughter, Isabel, she, she, she can play. She's good. She's really good. It didn't so. look like they missed at all. No, she she's good. She's a lot better than I am. I can tell you that. But, uh, but yeah, no, it, it's been fun. It's been fun. We 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 go out every day and we play a different game and and play sauce toss in the backyard. Um, it's it's been a lot of fun being able to spend time with them. Coach, I appreciate your time as always. Thanks for uh, for jumping on during these really difficult times, and you've got us all uh, pumping our fists now. We can't wait to see Sun Devil hockey sooner rather than later. A lot like that national championship that we know is uh, on the horizon. Thanks, guys. Be safe. Thank, Thank you very you. much, Coach. Me. All right. Bye-bye. I appreciate it. All right. That's Coach Greg Powers with Arizona State Hockey. Paul and I will take a quick break. We'll be right back and uh, be able to talk a little bit more about NCAA hockey and wrap up another edition of College <laughs> Hockey Southwest Weekly. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. This is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and, and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com and you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether celebrating an overtime game winner or relaxing by the pool after a long work day, find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S., Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. All right, and we're back. Paul Hornstein out on Long Island. Scott Strandy right here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Paul, we had a great visit with Coach Powers. We just kept keeping him going. I think we could have gone another hour or so, but 
Uh, I know the coach has a life as well, even though he's quarantined like the rest of us. Um, well, somebody some has of, to. Yeah, just some of your thoughts about uh, our visit with Coach Powers and uh, and what you took away from it. Well, it was it was good to get kind of a firsthand look at what has happened in the last year and 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 what's coming up. Uh, you know, especially when you talk about uh, some of the inside stuff. Uh, you know, the stuff that we don't get to see on the ice and practice every day. And, you know, we don't have a lot of access and we shouldn't necessarily to the stuff that goes on off the ice. Um, you know, as far as the recruits are concerned, you know, we don't really get to see those players. So I'll ask anybody that's seen them play, you know, live firsthand or how do they do it? You know, what to expect from these guys and, you know, when you think about it, when you talk about the fifth ranked class coming in to a lineup that's re returning uh, its top six or its top five forward scorers from last year um, in James Sanchez, Johnny Walker, uh, Willie Neerham, uh, PJ Morocco, and, you know, Josh Maniscalco was the defenseman. Uh, that's that's a lot of guys that you got coming back. And, and to have these guys that are supposed to be that good coming in, um, uh, you know, as the coach said, you know, when 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 you're, you know, when you get a guy and see a kid every day, uh, and you take, you know, you, just from that coach, you want these guys to come in and say, hey, man, if I want to play, I got to kick some butt right now and 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 every day, and you know. As he said, those recruits will come in and, and probably get an eye opening those first couple of weeks because, you know, if you don't go through something, you don't know it. And some guys come in right away and, and just take over, but that doesn't happen that often. So, you know, and you got Chris Grando coming in who, like the coach said, freshman of the year at Boston College. Um, and, and we know what the history of that program is. Um I don't know where all these guys are going to play. So that, <laughs> you know, uh, there's a little more, not much more space, but I think a little bit uh, more space on, on the defensive end. Uh, but but the forwards that are coming in, I don't know where these guys are. In. You know, I could sit here and, and you have an idea of probably what two combinations are going to be. Um, and you might move guys around a little bit. Um, we didn't even get into what I think will be a really good penalty kill next year. Um, and the, the goalies will, will push each other. Um, like the coach said, I didn't get a chance to mention it, but that one period that, that Justin Robbins did play, he looked extremely athletic and extremely quick, even though uh, he's not the tallest guy on the team. So uh, there's going to be a lot of depth and a lot of competition in practice next year. And that can only make the team better. And, you know, uh, 22 wins a year ago, 23 wins this year. Um, you need me to set a magic know, number right now, Paul? Should I start with one? Yeah, what's the difference? You will whether I say to do it or not. So what's the difference? And you might want to wait till the schedule comes out to do that. I mean, I'm just saying. You I want to push your button right off the get-go. But, you know, Paul, uh, one of the things – you know, and, and Coach – Coach will say it all along that he doesn't really care how many of his players have logos 
and we're talking about the NHL logos next to their names. But uh, I can tell you one thing. Uh, when a kid like Cole Brady comes in, uh, draft pick of the New Jersey Devils, correct? Correct. All right. And he comes in, and he's got that pedigree already ingrained in him. He, he will – you know, I've been to at least one camp. I don't know if he'll get to go to another one now with the way things are going. But but when he comes Not in and, anyway. and, and he knows that he's, you know, playing to improve himself to get to the NHL level – because that's what his NHL team that drafted him wants, that's going to make him so much better and so much more confident. And if he can push Evan DeBrower, who I thought had a really good season, I will admit I think Evan got a little tired towards the end of the season, and that might have been – tired uh, 13 weeks in a row. Oh, absolutely. So I I really think that's going to be a strength again. I I have total confidence in in Coach Powers and what he does from the goaltending end of things. And then I just look at the – offensive talent that's there i mean we didn't talk much about austin lemieux we didn't talk about phil bunces we didn't talk about pj morocco very much or jordan sandu i mean these are all guys that that were had big roles in last year's team and now they're going to be fighting just to stay in the lineup every week well i i don't think there's any question about that there will be a lot of fights to stay in this lineup uh, some guys, uh, you know, good players didn't see much ice time last year. Part of it was injuries. Part of it wasn't. Um, but you are going to have guys that y- there's not going to be any days off in practice either. I mean, we know no. that certain guys are going to be in the lineup, but that threat will still be there if, you know, if, if somebody decides to slack off. Um, this is not like two or three years ago where there really weren't a whole lot of choices of who to pencil into that lineup. And it is going to be a tough, tough get ice time on this team next year. You know what? And and you mentioned this at the top of the show when you said the, uh, the coach of the year was a co-coach of the year this year. And, you know, I think what's happening right now in the hockey world, the college hockey world, is they're starting to recognize that what Coach Powers is doing down here is, is something special. Whether they want to admit it out loud or not, they all know, and I'm talking about all 59 other NCAA coaches, they know what's going on here. And I think the bar has been raised, and I think Coach, whether he admits it or not, uh, it publicly knows that. And I, I don't think he would have been really excited about being Coach of the Year this year because I think – he knows his team is going to be better, and I think he wants to be coach of the year when he's a national champion or a Frozen Four candidate or something like that. Yeah, I don't think he cares uh, about that. No, I don't think he does either, but I think if he's going to win it, I think he'd like to win it on something big like that rather than just go like, hey, that's nice of Arizona State winning back-to-back 20-win seasons because if you're a premier blue blood, as we like to say in college hockey, you win 20 games every year, right? <laughs> I can go Excuse back me. the last and, few years, and some of those blue bloods uh, haven't won 20 games. So Exactly. And, and my point my point being, Paul, is it's going to be really interesting at my alma mater at UMD because uh, they just lost all four of their top defensemen this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. to the pro ranks. And now they're going to have to come back and reload and be competitive. And you know they'll be competitive. Will they be yeah, NCAA sure. Frozen 4 competitive? I don't know. But, uh, you know, and look at Coach Powers' team. And this is what I kept saying all year long is as I watched 
Willie Neerum and I watched James Sanchez and Johnny Walker and Demetrius Kumanzis when he was in the lineup and, and uh, PJ Morocco and Jordan Sandu and Phil Bunces and, you know, go just go down the line of all the players that they're there. When I watched them play, I said, wow, they're that good right now and they're coming back next year. How good is that going to be? And that's nothing against the senior class because this was a premier senior class that just graduated. And it's going to be really hard to replace a lot of those guys. But, man, oh, man, when you bring back a group of juniors now going to be seniors, uh, I just can't wait for the season to start. And, you know, it's unfortunate that we're stuck in this uh, Groundhog Day quarantine type thing. We just don't know what's going to happen. But let's hope that everything works out and we get off to a regular start. Uh, let's hope so. And like, especially, like you said, this team's going to be really, really deep. And you will probably see some guys that got a lot of playing time this year really struggle to get in that lineup every day. I, I, I would be shocked uh, if, if that was not the case. Um, and, you know, as I sit here and, you know, coach talks about playing around with lineups and things like that. He has the advantage of seeing the guys that have come in um, that we haven't. But at the same time, uh, that doesn't mean we don't play around with lineups in our head either. So, <laughs> Well, a lot of people would say that's all that goes on in my head is different lineups. But that's, uh, that's a topic for another day. <laughs> well, yes, sir. Uh, all right. So before we wrap things up, I do want to say that, uh, you know, when we talk about lineups, how would a lineup of uh, Sean Doogie, uh, Mr. O'Reilly, and Chris Grandel look? I, you know, just going by what the coach says. <laughs> just looking you know, on paper, Paul, that would be a number not, one line I mean, in a lot of teams. That's yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's what it, that, that's a, you know, there's at least one full line coming in, uh, regardless of how you do it. Um, you know, that the, like I said, you have a lot of your forwards coming back from last year that were your top six, seven scores, five of them. You know, they only really lose uh, from the top six, uh, Brinson Pashnik. And, you know, Tyler Bush was seven, so he's gone. And then Jordan Sandu is eight. So you've got six of the top eight scorers from last year coming back. And these guys didn't just score for the most. You know, you're talking about one, two, three, four, five, six guys coming – or five guys coming back that had 20 points plus. So it's not like uh, – you know, the, the high end on on these guys was 20 or 25 points, and you had a bunch of guys that were, uh, you know, in the in the high teens. And you're talking about James Sanchez had 40 points. That's more than a point a game. Johnny Walker had 38 points. That's more than a point a game. Uh, Josh Matascalco had uh, nine-tenths of a point a game. And if you don't think that's a lot, that's, that is a lot. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's a bunch. Will, it's a bunch. Yeah, when Willie you're talking Nierum from a defenseman as well. Sure, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Willie, you know, Willie Neerham had 24 points. PJ Morocco had 21 points, and Morocco, you know, he got moved around a lot. It's not like he was constantly on that number one line with Sanchez and Walker. So, uh, but this, this, these guys were legitimate scoring threats, and those guys are all coming back, and you've got. The, the two transfers, you got Kuman Zeese coming back, who once again, we haven't talked about that much as we talk right. about the guys coming back. Uh, 
and the guys coming in. So uh, the, the forward lineup should be loaded. Totally agree. All right, so we're ready to wrap up another uh, uh, episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. We can thank our guest coach, uh, Greg Powers, with Arizona State Sun Devil Hockey uh, for all the exciting things and all the great insight that he gave us tonight. Um, Paul, I'm going to let you close things out in a minute. I do want to get one quick shout-out, though, to our newest sponsor, Summer Skates. The Summer Skates have arrived. Uh, we will have them available for purchase. Um, I've got mine on extremely comfortable and after all summer's on its way. So let's get comfortable in summer skates and Paul, yours will be on the way here tomorrow. So, uh, I look forward nice. to hearing your comments next week, but take it away, my friend. Hi, college hockey Southwest weekly has been brought to you by sprint, the best phones on the best network, a brighter future for all by college bar and grill at our bigger and better location at 740 South mill Avenue in Tempe. Uh, go get some takeout, get some delivery. I don't know. Do they deliver? I don't know. But you can get takeout. Yes, they do. Know. They've got delivery uh, and takeout delivery options. Okay. Good. Yeah, good. Uh, Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila for the best margaritas and more. Uh, I'm still waiting for Roger to send me a couple of bottles. Uh, Jesse Ray's <laughs> Barbecue in Las Vegas. People's Choice Award-winning tastes. Uh, once again, uh, you're in Vegas. Go there. Call them up. Go online. Order some food. Pick it up. I'm sure that they deliver too. Uh, behind Absolutely. the masks, serving the Valley hockey community for over 25 years. Uh, and you can get behind mentioned. the mask. One, one second, Paul, let me throw in. Behind yeah. the mask is still open for online and curbside pickup. They are Absolutely. going to be Absolutely. our uh, corporate partner of the week. So you'll see a lot of stuff on our social media stuff about behind the mask this week. All right. And by the just mentioned summer skates, shower shoes, koozies, and more, show your game in comfort. Oceanside Ice Arena, home of the Junior Sun Devils. Buy OxyPow, the natural way to clean and deodorize your officer equipment. And it still needs to be cleaned, folks. Trust me, it sits in that bag and it needs to be cleaned. Uh, also, check out the newest product there, natural hand sanitizer. Buy M-Drive. It's all about energy, stamina, and recovery. Go to mdriveformen.com. Use the promo code ICETIMESW for 20% at checkout. Uh, by the Ice Den Scottsdale and the Ice Den Chandler, home of the Arizona Coyotes for practice and home of the Coyotes Youth Development Program. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. All right, as Paul and I say goodbye for another week, we'll uh, send you off with a little Hello New Day from our friends Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. Paul, stay safe, and we will talk to you again next Tuesday night. You got it.